the desert wind is a raider. This is the Silver and Black Today podcast. The latest in Raiders news, views, and interviews from the home of Raider Nation, Las Vegas, Nevada. Check out the only independent news source covering the Raiders based in Las Vegas. And now your host, Scott Goldbranson. Happy face-melting summer, Raider Nation. Welcome back to the Silver and Black Today show, part of VegasSportsToday.com. From Las Vegas, where this week we may break every heat record on the books for our little town here in the Mojave. That's right. 117 is the highest official temperature recorded for the city of Las Vegas, and that's been hit four times. We might hit it again and pass it. Holy crap. I I love the dry heat of the Mojave Desert, but 117 in June. Man, that is way too early. We expect that in late July and August, but not in June. The normal temperature range here ah, is about 99 or 98 to 102 is the right range on a normal year basis. So that in itself means this year starting out really hot. The highest record uh, temperature ever in the state of Nevada, so the whole site, not just Las Vegas, was 125 degrees in Laughlin back in 1994. That could be broken too, and that's just effing crazy. So we'll have to see what happens with the temperature here, but we appreciate it. We hope you're having a good summer. Yes, it's summer, which means football is around the corner. End of July, uh, the training camp will start. Anyway, enough of the weather report. On to Raiders football. Of course, OTAs have concluded. The Raiders now have their mini camp, which started this week. Yannick Ngakwe tweeted out that he was there, and that was a really good sign to see one of the guys the Raiders need up front to improve that pass rush. So that's good. But just before the ungodly heat started, they were out at OTAs. And while I know we're guilty of examining what happened at OTAs, let's face it, Raiders fans, it really doesn't mean anything when you look at it across across the board. Um, And it really means... For us, it's the Raiders, and uh, they had great attendance, of course, from the guys out there, and that's important to show commitment for this team. So there's that. But if you're looking for early ideas on who wins what job based on a few practices in helmets and shorts, it's time to lay off the weed because that's not what it's there for. This is where our love of football and the long offseason, I think, get to us. You can't tell Bubkiss from what these practices are. Yes, we hear, oh, so-and-so look great and all that, but it's really just those of us in the media machine kind of doing our thing, and we're just giving you content, and so sometimes we have to stretch for that, and I'm not afraid nor proud and uh, Uh, to admit it. Again, stories like Casey Hayward and his leadership at OTAs with that new defensive scheme and the play calling, that's a good takeaway, right? Because just getting guys together, understanding the play calling and kind of the scheming, that's a big takeaway from OTAs. But if he or Damon Arnett win the starting spot, we don't know. We won't know for another month and a half until training camp And that's the downside, I think. As much as I love the NFL, just like you do out there in Raider Nation, the 12-month news cycle now is this. We get fans ginned up over practices in shorts. And I'm not self-punishing here, just saying don't read too much into it. 
You can't tell how these guys are going to do until they get out there and start doing it for real. So, uh, But the good side of the OTAs is getting access to some players. And one of the players I'm actually really excited about, and that's run, and that's uh, running back Kenyon Drake. Some fans didn't like the two-year $11 million contract, but I think that's short-sighted, and I'll tell you why for a few reasons. The first reason for Kenyon Drake and why I'm excited about the signing. The Raiders need to get better in short yardage and goal-to-goal situations. How much did we talk about that on the Raider Nation radio show? How much have we talked about it on the website? Uh, How much have we talked about it here with you on the podcast? It's been a problem the past few years, despite the multitude of targets John Gruden and Derek Carr have at their disposal. Not only that, the offensive line that many in Raider Nation venerated like walking saints among us over the years was aging and performing below what many expected. And so to me, uh, and you look at uh, my, my good friend Vinny Bonsignor, in fact, the reason I'm talking about Kenyon Drake was I had been thinking this and he wrote a piece uh, in the RJ about it. And Vinny pointed out the following about the Raiders offense last year, which, of course, Vinny has been very positive about the Raiders offense, as have I. It was a top 10 offense but it had its struggles. It does Because you're a top 10 offense, by the way, doesn't mean that you can't get better. Specifically, if I could talk today, specifically in areas uh, where we talked about red zone, right? So you look at the Raiders. This is coming out of any story in the RJ. The Raiders ranked 23rd out of 32 teams in the red zone touchdown efficiency at 54.24%. How many times did we harp on that? Everybody would call into the show and say, hey, oh, the Raiders, why are you so hard on the Raiders? They're doing so great. Offense, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but when they got down into the red zone, their touchdown efficiency was terrible. I mean, 23rd. I'm not saying terrible. It's pretty terrible, but not terrible, terrible. But still, 23rd out of 32 teams is not exactly something to write home about. You can have a top 10 offense and not score. I mean, it, you can go up and down the field, and we saw that last year with the Raiders, didn't we? Right? We saw them go up and down the field, but at the same time have trouble getting it in the end zone. So that's one. Uh, Also, pro football focus ranked the Raiders 26th in run blocking and 17th in pass blocking. And so a lot of improvement. This is why I think John Gruden and Mike Mayock take the risk that they did in blowing up that offensive line. You know, Rodney Hunter, that was a shock to everybody. I get it. But now you had to remake that offensive line for running purposes, for passing purposes. So that's a big deal. Also, the offense last year, 4.2 yards they averaged on run attempts. That was 23rd. That goes back to point number two around being 26th in run blocking. So it it was not great there. They needed to get better. And while it's absolutely 100% true, hear me here, don't take my words out of context, the Raiders' defense was the top priority this offseason. There's no question. That doesn't mean the offense was perfect and didn't need work. So Gruden and Mike Mayock, they go out, they went to work, and one of those levers they pulled was signing Kenyon Drake at running back, which to me was so smart. And here's my second reason why it's a big deal. The signing of Drake was underrated and vital for the Raiders, in my view, and that's because of the health and durability of Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is a great young running back, one of the best in the game. But we all know he's not been able to 
play a full season after two years in the league. Look, the Raiders offense uses running backs and they pound the rock, right? You guys love to say Gruden talks about pounding the rock. That's not any knock whatsoever on Jacobs. I love the kid, as you guys know from listening to the show. But the Raiders needed a true 1A running back behind him, someone who can come in, spell Jacobs without the Raiders losing a vital weapon, especially in those short-yarded situations and in the red zone. Jacobs will be fine, but they need him healthy, and they need him able to go in 17 games. Okay, now we're, we've expanded the schedule. We're playing 18 weeks. We're playing 17 games. The Raiders have to have production out of Josh Jacobs all the time. But they needed someone there behind him. Now Drake gives them another bona fide quasi-starting running back with complementary skill set to work with Jacobs. I mean, for those of you not familiar with Kenyon Drake because I know there might be some out there who just, just don't know a lot about him. Nothing wrong with that. Drake ran for almost 1,000 yards in 2020, ran for 643 in 2019. He scored touch, 10 touchdowns last year with a four-yard average per carry. And so what does that tell you? It tells you that in the red zone, Kenyon Drake scores touchdowns. The Raiders need another running back who can score. Now, you have Jacobs, Drake, and then you go out to the receivers, Hunter Renfro, Henry Ruggs III, Darren Waller, and more. That gives Gruden an amazingly talented group to call a multitude of plays in the red zone. Drake can also be used as a sneaky good receiver out of the backfield. That opens up a whole bunch of formations and play calls. Even two back sets or even three. Jacobs, Drake, and Alec Ingold. We saw Alec Ingold very involved. Now, it didn't always succeed, but you add that you add Drake in there with Jacobs and Ingold. There's even some things you can do there. Now, last season with the Cardinals, Drake didn't light it up as a receiver, but that was an aberration for him. He had just 25 receptions last year. But going back to 2017 in Miami, Drake had 53 catches for almost 500 yards. He has the ability to do it again. And he's got lots of tread left on the tires. And Kenyon Drake talked to us in the media this week. I would use the audio, but it came out so poorly. Just sometimes the Raiders, when they do the press conferences, the audio is just awful. They send you this audio file, and it just sucks. So I don't know what else to tell you. Tell you, because it's at the practice facility, I don't know that it's their fault. It just just doesn't come out. I would play you. But Kenyon Drake talked about, during his media availability this week, he talked about being that versatile weapon that he can, yes, he can run the ball and he can do a good job of it, but he can also come out of the backfield and be a receiver, and he wants to do that. He wants to do whatever it takes to help this Raiders team win. And so however Gruden wants to use him, He's down for it. Now, again, some fans and media have poo-pooed this pickup. But I have to compliment the brass of the Raiders for bringing Drake in. He'll also be a great influence on Jacobs and the entire running back room. I mean, just think about it. That Getting that veteran there is great. Not that he's very old. He's not like some old man. But he has uh, uh, been through the fire a lot. So, uh, But this gets to the point that I just disagree with many in Raider Nation on. And that is they look 
at more offensive improvement as kind of a luxury where I look at it as a necessity. Going back to what I said earlier, even with a top 10 offense, you have to look at ways to get better. The Kansas City Chiefs loom large in the division, folks. And as bad as the defense was for the Raiders last season and the investment they made in free agency in the draft, you needed to add more to the offense as well. And Drake and that more athletic, albeit inexperienced, offensive line is where the Raiders invested on offense. We'll have to see if it all works out, but I, for one think it was an encouraging development, right? If you look at Super Bowl champion caliber teams, they have more balance. They don't need a top 10 offense and defense, but they need to be close. And the Raiders, with the offensive weapons they have, they will be a top 10 offense again. I said it. Maybe even better than that. Then with the improvements on defense and the arrival of Gus Bradley, which is huge, trust me on this one, I'm telling you, If they can be middle of the road on defense, like 15th to 18th, Q and I used to say all the time on this show, on the Raider Nation radio show, this is a good playoff team. I mean, this is a team that that should make the playoffs. Nothing in the NFL is easy, but rather easily, I think this team should be able. Anything less than that, to me, would be a disappointment with what they have. So I don't understand the negativity around the Drake signing within Raider Nation and from NFL observers and pundits. I believe it's going to pay off to use a Vegas term, in spades. So you guys have to tell me what you think about the Kenny and Drake signing. I I see a mixed reaction to it. And that's, you know, every fan base has a mixed reaction to signing, depending on who you're thinking of. There's still people bent out of shape that Julio Jones is an orator. We're not going to have that conversation again. But nonetheless, um, I think the Kenny and Drake signing was a sneaky good one. And I think it's going to help and benefit. I think you're going to see a better Josh Jacobs because of it. But tell us what you guys think. Make sure you follow us at SilverBlack, the number two day on Twitter. Make sure you're also following our new home online. As you know, we are now part of VegasSportsToday.com, the website that covers all Las Vegas sports, but you will see that it is very Raiders heavy. All of our coverage from the past and going forward will be there as well, including our new editor, Kurt Kern, who will be covering the Raiders day-to-day. He'll be out at all the home games and all of that, uh, and then you'll hear him here too on the podcast. Also, we just booked today, and I can't tell you who yet, but trust me, Trust me when I tell you. My partner at Vegas Sports Today, Mike Dixon, helped with this booking. We have a huge name coming on. Huge Raider Nation name coming on the podcast as a guest here. And I can't wait to do it. I have not had a chance to talk to this gentleman yet or before on the radio show, the the three years we did the radio show. I haven't had a chance to talk to him. So I'm very excited to get to talk to someone who looms large in Raider Nation, as a member of Raider Nation, and as someone uh, you will be very excited to hear from. So that uh, look for an announcement on that. But you can check that out, VegasSportsToday.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter there. Also, don't forget, in addition to this podcast, which we appreciate and we're glad that you guys uh, are excited we're back, uh, don't forget to subscribe to Evan Grote's Just Pod Baby podcast as well. He also covers the Raiders. Evan's part of the team here at VegasSportsToday.com, so make sure you do that, and you can find that anywhere you find podcasts.
Uh, we're going to step aside, take a real quick break. When we come back, what was a Bronco doing in Las Vegas helping the Raiders? We'll tell you exactly. This is Silver and Black today. We'll be back right after this message. Okay, now we're going to switch gears a bit and talk about a Denver Bronco. I know, I know. Not a subject that may endear me to Raiders fans out there, but this past week, the great Vaughn Miller from the Broncos was in Las Vegas working with some Raiders. Yes, you heard that right. He was working with some current active Raiders, and no, it wasn't some charity deal. It was actually on the field. The fifth annual Vaughn Miller Rush Summit was held here in Henderson, where the Raiders headquarters in just next door, actually. Miller invited past and present NFL stars, as well as young past rushers, to the Las Vegas event to link and learn from one another and one from one of the game's best and other former players. Uh, Raiders defensive ends Max Crosby, Solomon Thomas and Darius Pylon were attended the session in the name of learning and getting better. And Silver and Black Today and VegasSportsToday.com correspondent David Stepanian attended the event and he filed this report. For the second time in three years, Broncos linebacker Von Miller hosted his Pass Rush Summit, where players from around the league came together to share tips and participate in workouts to get ready for the upcoming season. Miller was joined by defensive line coach Chuck Smith to get the workouts underway. The value is you learn how to do signature pass rush moves. You're not learning in a quick setting, maybe it's at practice. You know, you're not learning from people who don't know what they're talking about. The most important part in the NFL about knowing moves is using moves, but also knowing when, how, and most importantly, how to fix a flaw, as you saw what we were working on, when they arise. So that's what makes it so vital, because think about it like this. The NFL, with the collective bargaining agreement, there's not a lot of time for these guys with the coaches to actually take the time to learn, right? So when you look at it, it's vital. So when Vaughn had the idea, it was uh, much needed, much needed. But to me, that to answer your question, because we're teaching them moves. The great pass rushers of all time have signature moves. If you're with the Raiders, Howie Long did a hump rip. If you like the Vikings, John Randall did a spin. If you like the Eagles, Reggie White did a rip hump. Now, if you close your eyes and all you guys have, what teams are you with? There's a bust that came in your organization. And when you close your eyes, you don't see any signature moves. But when you close your eyes and think of Vaughn, you think of a spin, Aaron Donald cross chop. You know what I'm saying? So TJ Watt cross chop. So the great ones use moves. The summit was held at the newly built Pinecrest Academy, which is a stone's throw away from the Raiders' practice facility. Some of the silver and black were in attendance, including Solomon Thomas, Max Crosby, and Darius Phylon. Von Miller was happy to host the summit again and stressed the importance of players from around the league working out together. They call it the Von Miller Passover Summit, but I'm just, I'm just the host. You know, it's, it's not me coaching and teaching this. It's really all of us. You know, I learned something from Max, from Max uh, Crosby today. I learned something, you know, from all these guys. And uh, I hope they learned something from me. And, you know, this is what this is about. And, you know, it's it's a great event. It's kind of like the Pro Bowl. I wanted, to, I wanted to have, like, a Pro Bowl feel where, you know, we already have – it's the middle of OTAs. You know, we already have so much stress. I wanted to really just – take away you know the grind and really the football aspect of it and I really just wanted to be a social setting where we could just link and learn and we all link and learn from everybody you know we got we got great coaches out here college coaches out here and we got um you know DeMarcus he, he's a walk-in coach and you know we just blend all these guys together and it's you know the pass rush summit 
OTAs wrapped up for most of the league last week, so players have time for voluntary workouts before training camp next month. This was Von Miller's fifth pass rush summit and the second in Las Vegas. For Vegas Sports Today, I'm David Stepanian. All right. Thank you, David Stepanian, for that package. Of course, you can catch David's stuff here. He'll also be on the show quite a bit. You'll see him all over vegasportstoday.com does some betting stuff for us going to do some esports for us as well as raiders and correspondent work there too you know him from our radio shows in the past couple years as well so very cool though i mean i think that i know when people are like what is von miller doing in las vegas working with current players look the period of otas is over guys are out on their own outside of some mini camps for some players. But the fact that Max Crosby's out there, the fact that Solomon Thomas is out there coming off his injury, that's a big deal. And so I think that it's a good sign when you have players out getting work in. And so Max Crosby's one one of those guys. Now he got, Max Crosby fell off a little last year. That's not his fault. In my view, Max Crosby got doubled. They, they accounted for him. So he ran into uh, sort of a roadblock last year because he didn't have a lot of help on that defensive line. Let's face it. I mean, the Raiders' defensive line and pass rush was pretty much non-existent. So they were able to neutralize Max Crosby. But Max Crosby wants to get better. And if you hear the comments, DeMarcus Ware talked to the media. He was there helping to coach along with Von Miller. And he had said that Max Crosby is one of those guys that he's really looking forward to watching and has the ability to really become a star in this league. I mean, he did that his his uh, his rookie year. And, you know, you're hearing all this talk, and I know they're out there coaching, and you're not going to hear somebody be critical of, of a guy. But it's good to see Max Crosby out there, as well as the other Raiders' new defensive ends, really trying to to get better because they understand what's at stake. They understand that they have to rush the passer better. That under Gus Bradley, that defensive line needs to do more to help that defensive backfield. We talked about so many times over the past year that young defensive backfield, Damon Arnett and um, Trayvon Mullen and Jonathan Abram. Now you add some of those veterans like Casey Hayward to that group, but they need to do a better job so that the defensive backfield, not all the pressure's on them all the time. The pressure will be there, especially in the AFC West with what you got going, but that's the way uh, it's going to have to be. So thanks, for Dave, for that. We hope you enjoyed that package, a little insight into what was going on out there at the Vaughn Miller event here in Las Vegas uh, as he helped with his Rush Summit, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, are you guys excited about that rebuilt kind of defensive front for the Raiders? You think it's got enough? I mean, with with Ngakwe there now, and with all these guys like Thomas and and Max Crosby and others, you know, do you feel like they finally have the guys they need to generate a pass rush? With the Chiefs and Chargers in the division, in the passing, and the quarterbacks that they have with Patrick Mahomes and Herbert, Justin Herbert, they're going to have to, right? I mean. They, they got to shore that up in the division. So uh, it'll be interesting. All right. So uh, we're coming to the end of this week's show. A couple things. Um, we're going to wrap up the episode of the podcast now, but a bit of a tease for you, as we call it in the business. As we head into July, we're going to have some big news about the show and its future. So make sure you continue to listen, subscribe, and share the show. Yes, you're going to have to wait for the news. But it'll be worth it, and we're excited about the 2021 Raider season and how this show is going to change. And, well, we'll tell you 
the details really soon. Some reminders, make sure to subscribe to the other Raiders podcast from VegasSportsToday.com, our brother podcast, if you will, Just Pod Baby with my friend and host, Evan Grote. Make sure you subscribe to that. It's a great show, and you can catch that on Thursday nights into Friday morning. Also, make sure you check out and bookmark and follow the Raiders on our website, VegasSportsToday.com. All the great coverage that we did for four years at SilverAndBlackToday.com is now available to you on VegasSportsToday.com. You'll get all of the Silver and Black Today coverage that you need, but you'll also be able to get uh, the rest of Vegas sports now, including the Vegas Golden Knights and their quest for a Stanley Cup championship. Of course, they are in the semifinals. They just need to win four more games, and they will be back in the Stanley Cup finals for the second time in their four seasons. The UFC boxing NBA expansion to Vegas, the possible relocation of the Oakland A's to Las Vegas as well. So much going on up here in Las Vegas. So take a look at VegasSportsToday.com. We appreciate your ongoing support. Make sure you tell a friend. Make sure you like us on Facebook at VegasSportsToday.com. Also, on Twitter again, it's Vegas Sports, the number two day, Vegas Sports Today, uh, where you can follow us on Twitter there. Follow me on Twitter as well, if you will, at LV Gully, G U L L Y, and you can follow the rest of the team there as well. So we'll be back next week with the latest Raiders news, views, and guests. And thanks again for joining us. This is Scalco Branson. Have a great week, Raider Nation. Take care of yourselves. This has been the Silver and Black Today podcast. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, may the autumn wind always be at your back.